Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. Again, uh, posture's the same. Uh, try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, um, eyes half open, half closed, uh, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Um, place your hands uh, in front of your lower abdomen and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. We will now chant the Junirai, the chanting text is on page 49 in our Shin Buddhist service book. Junirai means 12 verses of reverence. Keshu tenin shoku gyo Amida sen ryozoku son Oh, God, 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. So today, uh, since it's Pet Memorial uh, Service Day, I thought maybe it'd be best if we have Freddie speak to all of us today. Okay, let's see what Freddie's been up to lately. Hi, everybody. Hi, Freddie. Did you know today is a pet memorial service? Did you ever have a pet before when you were younger? Yeah, in Wyoming, at the pond where we lived at, I had a pet fish. Oh, a pet fish. What was your pet's name? Fishy. I would call Fishy, Fishy, Fishy. 
And the fish would come, and he would let me feed him flies. Oh, wow. But I moved here, so I think fishies still living in the pond in Wyoming must be a big fish by now. Yes, I bet he is. You know, I want to ask you something. I got a little problem today. Oh, you have a little problem? What's your problem? Well, at school, I got this big assignment to write about my roots. Oh, your roots. On the internet, I looked up tree roots, flower roots, grass roots, but I couldn't find frog roots. We don't have roots. We just have web feet. Oh, your roots. No, your roots. Your teacher is asking you to write about your ancestors. You're like your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents. Can you tell us a little bit about your ancestors? Well, uh, my parents' names were R, Sam, and Grace Fuji. Oh, your last name is Fuji? Yeah. Freddy Fuji. How interesting. My grandparents came from Japan. Their names were Sadao and Nobuko Fuji. Oh. And my great, great, great grandfather, his name was Saburo Fuji. He lived by some famous mountain in Japan. Famous mountain? Not Mount Fuji. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mount Fuji was named after your great-great-grandfather? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Then, my great-grandfather in Japan started a camera and film company. <laughs> Fuji Film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to make a lot of camera film. Gee, you have a lot of famous people in your background, Freddie. But then my grandfather, he hated Japan because it was so crowded. You ride the subway trains, and it's like this. <laughs> it's so crowded, your face is in somebody else's face. I know what you mean, Freddy. The subways are so crowded. So he didn't like that, so he came to the United States and settled in Wyoming. Oh, so that's the background. So see, Freddie, your ancestors are your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your great-great-grandparents going back generations and generations. And without them, without them, you would not have your life today. Oh, well, without your parents being born and then without your grandparents having your parents you know, that's why all of us are here because of our, our ancestors. Oh.
So it's important in Buddhism to understand how hard it was for us to be born, how rare, you know, we say, we read in the Three Treasures, how rare and wondrous it is to be born. Some translations say how hard it is to be born. It's talking about the, the really almost like, it's like a, almost like a miracle that we were born at all because of all the causes and conditions for us to have been born from our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and on and on in the past. Whoa, kind of like hitting the lottery. Kind of like hitting the lottery, that, those kind of odds. So we can appreciate our, our life today because of people in our past. So that's one important uh, teaching in Buddhism. Oh, so now you have an idea with which to write your project? I guess I'll just write about my grandparents and my great-great-great-grandfather and people like that. Yes, I bet that'll be a really nice project. So maybe you can show it to us someday when you finish it. Okay, I'll write about my roots. In the meantime, I think I'll, I'll, have, I'll have some roots. Like what? Mushroom roots, maybe? Okay, we'll see you then. Okay, Freddy? Okay, gotta go. Bye. So continuing on with Freddy, I have a few slides I'd like to show. So I'd like to share first this poem by a Japanese poet by the name of Mitsuo Aida. So it goes as follows. My father and mother, all together two. Parents of my father and mother, all together four. Parents of parents, all together eight. If I count in this way, back to ten generations, all together 1,024. So we know we have two parents, we have four grandparents, we have eight great-grandparents. If you go back uh, 10 generations, oh, uh, it's 1,024. Now the next verse, what about back to 20 generations? To my surprise, over 1 million people. From infinite past, a life rally baton has passed on. Here now, I live with my baton. This is your life. This is my life. The first time I read this poem, I couldn't believe it. I had to get out my calculator. You know, those of you that are in math, isn't that two, it's expo isn't it called exponential? Exponential, two to the power of 20. Over one million people. Can you wait back? Uh, well, anyway, we'll get to this in a second. Over one million people. Over one million people. So, if any one of those one million people are missing, then we would not have been born into this world. So that's why how hard it is to be born into human life. What a rare and wondrous thing. So this Mitsuo Aida, I love it where he gives us this image that life has been passed on to us like a baton in a relay race. And I want to share one quick story about when I was in high school. I went to a small rural high school and the best thing about going to a small high school is if you try out for a sports team, you're automatically on the team. <laughs> Nobody gets cut. There's no tryouts at Vail High School. So I went out for the track team. And because it's a small school, we didn't have Frosh, Soft, JV, Varsity. It's all one team. So four of us freshmen at the first track meet, coach said, 
I'm going to put you in the 880-yard relay race. So he gave us a baton. You guys figure out what order you're going to run in. So all of my teammates, they all wanted the first leg. I thought, gee, don't you want to take the anchor leg? That's the glamorous leg. You bring the baton across the finish line. But nobody wanted it, so I took the anchor leg. We got in our positions on the track. The gun went off. Almost immediately, I realized why the other teammates wanted to run the first leg. At least the first runner didn't look too bad. It kind of looked like we were still in the race. But then between the second runner and the third runner, they dropped the baton. By the time I got the baton for the fourth anchor leg, all the other teams had finished on the other side of the track. They were bringing their hurdles out for the next event. Wait, there's another runner. It was so embarrassing. But when I came across the finish line, our track coach said to us, it's okay, it's your first track meet. You got some valuable experience. Uh, next time, you'll do much better. So when you run a relay race like that, you carry that baton with responsibility. You represent your relay team, your high school, your whole community. So Mitsuaida is saying to us, life, life has been handed down to us like a baton in a relay race. This is a monarch butterfly, monarch butterflies. They have an amazing life and amazing migration. So I wish I could take credit for this, but I learned about this monarch butterfly yesterday from a Dharma talk at the Vista Temple. They had a wonderful Buddhist symposium. His name is Kenley Neufeld. He's a Dharma teacher in Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village tradition. So these monarch butterflies, they live in a cold area, and because uh, the wintertime is, I mean, when the wintertime is too cold for them, so they fly all the way down to like some parts of California or Mexico. And they do this migration every year, every year. So it takes three, and I checked this, it takes even up to four generations for these butterflies to complete the journey. So the bu butterfly that leaves is not the one to lead everyone back to the same place. It takes three, it takes four generations. Another generation is born, and somehow they know where to go. And not only do they go back to the same location, they even go back to the same tree of where their ancestors were born. Oh, it's just amazing. I think salmon do the same thing, right? They go back, they spawn at the same place from where they were born. So we have our physical ancestors, which the Mitsuo was poem was about, like our parents and grandparents. But we have our spiritual ancestors, who are the generations of Buddhists before us since the time of Shakyamuni Buddha. So like the monarch butterflies, our spiritual ancestors have given us the right direction, the right destination of our lives. So they have shown us the path to truth or enlightenment. So the monarch butterflies, somehow innately, they know where to go. They know their direction. Being a part of the Buddhist tradition, our spiritual ancestors, our spiritual ancestors have given us this direction of life. Our life is always headed towards truth, towards awakening 
towards enlightenment. Uh, so today, uh, as we pay respects to our pets, uh, we also pay respects to our ancestors, and we pay respects to our spiritual ancestors for giving us the right focus, the right direction of our life. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.